Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fruit Snacks. This week we're continuing our conversation about baptism, and specifically in this episode I want to focus on what baptism does not do for believers. There's a lot of misinterpretation and and just some flat-out myths out there about baptism and the role that it has in the life of the Christian, and I want to do my best to try and dispel some of those, at least, in this episode. And so, reviewing a little bit uh, from the previous episode on baptism, that baptism is a symbol, an outward symbol, of an inward reality. And baptism essentially, outwardly, uh, sort of reenacts the forgiveness of sins and the purification of the believer in Christ. But I want to emphasize that this is a symbol, an outward symbol, of an already true inward reality. And it is not an act that accomplishes these things, this this purification and this forgiveness of sins in and of itself. So by way of analogy, I want you to think of baptism like you would think of a graduation ceremony. Uh, And I know many people did not have actual graduation ceremonies this year because of coronavirus. You have my condolences, but uh, I'm sorry you didn't get to sit for three hours listening to someone basically read from a phone book. But for those of us who did experience a graduation ceremony, I want you to think of it like that because what baptism is doing is the same thing as a graduation ceremony in that the graduation ceremony is recognizing already accomplished academic achievement. The graduation isn't itself conferring academic achievement. It's simply a recognition of something that has already taken place. When you walk across that stage, you've already done the work. You've already graduated. You already have the grades. Walking across the stage doesn't actually do anything for you. In fact, people miss their graduation ceremony all the time, and it doesn't mean that they don't have a diploma. They just didn't go through the ceremony. And in the same way, baptism is a recognition of something that is already true. We are already saved. We are already new creatures in Christ. Baptism simply recognizes that fact. Now, at this point, it is worthwhile to deal with a problem passage because if my interpretation and explanation is biblical, then we need to account for all of scripture, the whole counsel of God. And so it would be fair to ask the question, if that's the case about baptism, then why does Peter say that we should repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sin in Acts 2.38? And that's a fair question because a face value reading of that text sure seems like baptism is a necessary component for salvation, like it actually is accomplishing something in and of itself. But scripture interprets scripture. And so when we come across a scripture that is vague or ambiguous in its meaning, we should always seek to interpret it 
by other scriptures that are related that are less ambiguous and vague in their meaning. And so when we look at this idea of the forgiveness of sin, that phrase, we find that that same phrase occurs in other places in the Gospels uh, leading up to this, this instance in Acts. For instance, in Matthew 26, 28, Jesus's blood is shed for the forgiveness of sins. So Jesus's blood and his, his sacrifice on the cross is specifically called out as the means of forgiveness for sin, uh, of sin and not anything that anyone else is, can do or, or has done. In Mark chapter 1, verse 4, we see that John the Baptist, uh, his baptism is mentioned specifically, and it's called a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. We see a similar reference in Luke 3, 3. Again, John's baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And I'm emphasizing repentance purposely because when we get to Luke 24, 47, we see just repentance for the forgiveness of sins and no mention of baptism in this particular passage. And so once again, when we get to Acts 2.38, we actually see that baptism isn't the whole picture because prior to baptism, Peter says, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. And so outside of the Matthew 26 passage, which which mentions Jesus's blood as the, the means of our forgiveness, Every other passage includes repentance. And so it should seem to, it sure seems like repentance is the focus here and not necessarily baptism. So, what can we draw? What conclusions can we draw from this quick little comparison with other scriptures that are similar? Well, one is that repentance, which is internal, always in scripture precedes baptism, which is external, always. And moreover, we can find examples in scripture of repentance or belief without baptism resulting in forgiveness. And I would point you back to Luke 24, 47. I would also point you to Acts 3, 19. But what's interesting is that we never see examples of baptism without repentance or belief resulting in forgiveness. And that's telling. And so while baptism is an important part of the process of becoming a Christian because of what it does do for believers, which is what we're going to get to in our next episode, I want to draw some lines here based on what the Bible actually says, that baptism is important, but it always comes after repentance, which is actually how believers obtain forgiveness of their sins through the blood of Jesus. 